This episode is brought to you by livingrelief.com, a Wolfpack-owned business that is your source for Delta-8, CBD, THCV, gummies, tinctures, chocolates, all North Carolina-based quality products that can help with sleep, anxiety, pain, and countless other medical benefits. Highly recommend checking these guys out. Their stuff is really good. And if you use code REDWHITE20, you get 20% off your first order. That's REDWHITE20. LivingRelief.com. Living, R-E-L-E-A-F.com. Thanks for listening. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. Apes that ain't fools. All right, folks, we are back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here with Will. How are you? We are still undefeated in the conference. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I got to say, though, that intro song, my kids heard it, and they love it, and now I hear it all the time. <laughs> like, I just want to hear the rest of the song. Yeah, they- so I might have to change up the intro a new clip of that song but it's a good one. well they um they played it at the game i don't know if that's something they've been doing for a while but i noticed when we were in the tunnel that it was playing i was like oh that's that's a good sign they need to and so that's funny one of the things that we've talked about in the chat a lot over the last like couple of weeks is talking about trend traditions and improving the game day experience and all that stuff and playing like we're talking about intro songs and whatever they need to play this song at like I don't know, fourth quarter or something, or, you know, just, just pick a time and play it. I think it's really cool. It's not like a pump up song, but it's just like a, you know, it's a good song. Everybody bobbing their heads to it. Yeah. It'd be a good song. Well, I was in the tunnel. So once again, I cannot confirm what is the, um, intro song this year. No, idea. no idea. Um, yeah, but I thought when I heard this, when I was walking around, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Here we go. Like that's maybe they picked a song that made sense. You know, it's funny. I I know a lot of people are trashing wagon wheel, and um, I tell you what, man, it's fun to sing in the in the crowd. Everyone sings it. It's just like when you hear uh, "Journey," don't stop believing. Like, yeah, whatever. Just play something everyone knows. Yeah, exactly. And and you will sing along. <laughs> Somebody said it in the chat. Like, I'll I don't love it, but I'll sing anyway if they play it. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like everybody sings and they know it, and it's got Raleigh in it. Like, just make it a thing. Like, just make some more. I things thought it thing. was a thing. I thought it was. Don't they do it at every game? Uh, the fact that we don't know is probably a, a proof that it's not a thing. Like they do it, but I'm just not sure. If, like if it's at the same time. Oh, I time, thought it was or... always. Um... I'm trying to think now back on the game. I thought it was always either in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. But I will say this. I, th- I don't know if this is new or not. <clears throat> I thought it was weird considering how packed the crowd was. There weren't a ton of wolf pack, wolf pack like cheers. Yeah. Which is something I always liked. And I was curious if maybe like the presence of the DJ during all the downtime now takes over huh. that opportunity. Um, cause you would have thought with like how crazy that environment was and how loud it was that they would have done that. But I, I feel like they did it like twice and I feel like it was really half hearted and we like got one going from our side at one point. So 
I don't know if there's like been some like choice to not do that as much, but it's like one of the things I always loved. That's a good point. I didn't. I don't remember that at this game. I know they've done it in the previous games, but yeah, I wonder if it is DJ related. I'm not sure. That's a good point. I did. I, I did give him a shout out while I was walking up the steps after coming out of the tunnel. I don't remember what I said, but there was definitely a DJ something 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 baby that I yelled at the guy, and he like looked up and like gave me like the like the air fist bump, and I was like, yeah, we're we're winning now. God, this guy, this guy, this guy knows he's known. Oh, speaking of being known, how is it? How does it feel to be heard on the pack basketball intro <laughs> promo video, whatever it is? Um, I was not sure because <laughs> okay, that whole thing is about um, be humble, don't don't live in your past or whatever, right? <laughs> and I was listening to it, and I couldn't tell if we were like talking shit <laughs> in the in the clip <laughs> at first. I had to listen to it three times before I was like, oh yeah, 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 that's what we were talking about. How awesome it was. That we were a young team and we won four times on the road at the end of the season. That must have been right before going oh, into yeah. either. That must have been going into the ACC tournament, I think. And it was one of our last broadcasts. But I was like, "Oh man, oh, are we getting trolled by the NC State media team?" And then I was like, "Oh no, they actually like our stuff." <laughs> it was awesome. I sent it to that, a bunch of people. I was like, "This is crazy." After I, I, I sent it to my wife, I was like, this is weird. I was like, they, they use our voice. Like, they must have, I mean, I don't know, dug into the archives or heard that and saved it at some point. I mean, it's not like we recorded that anytime recently. It was, I mean, I thought it was, one, it was well done. I thought it was just, they yeah. where they placed it in the video, it was great hearing us react to it. And, um, yeah, that was really cool. I just, the only thing I wish is that they had just, just tagged us, <laughs> like, it yeah, would, right. It would yeah, have been great to get a, a tiny bit of traffic from it. <laughs> yeah, Matt Cope had picked it up real quick. He's he he was listening to it and uh, sent it to us. But for those that don't know or, or missed it, uh, Pack Basketball put out their promo video um, for the first practice. I guess it was, and they used some sound clips, and it was Will and I, and then Joe Giglio was the other one. <laughs> Like they used a couple of our clips, and then in between them, they had. Yeah, it. I was trying to figure out. I, I, I honestly was so focused on us that I couldn't tell who was talking on the other one. So, yeah, that was Julia. Yeah, yeah, but that was cool. I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was great. Very excited about. Uh, well, maybe semi excited. I don't know. I don't know about my excitement for basketball right now because it's it's football time. You know. Yeah, I'm sure Matt Coke can tell us all about it. <laughs> he will. He will. All right, back to football. Uh, got got some got some calls. Oh, I got some pre and post game calls. We need a, a name for the segment, but Ed Ed from L.A. Here we go. I didn't listen to it yet either, so this is the first. Hey guys, Ed from L.A. Now in DFW. Why <laughs> NC State can't beat Clemson? This is game day. And I'm not looking forward to it honestly. Let me give you some reasons. They're going to lose today. They've lost 15 of the past 16 games against Clemson. The last win was a decade ago. Glennon was the quarterback. Dabo Swinney hates Dave Doran. Swinney will never lose to a Doran coach team. NC State cannot perform on the national stage. We don't just wet the bed. We soil ourselves with explosive diarrhea. 
State cannot score in the red zone unless they're playing FCS teams. Field goals and turnovers will not cut it versus the Tigers. Oof. And lastly, Doran has no signature wins, and he won't get one today either. Broken record, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. I'm not going to watch. I know how this movie ends. Clemson by 24 at the ranch. Results, not recruits. I love it. Wrong. I appreciate Andrew's conviction. I really do. I like that he. Really he I appreciate that he especially does it before the game. Um, yeah. You know, did he leave us a second one after the game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Post Clemson. Here's here's Ed. Post Clemson. Hey guys, uh, Ed from you know where. Just call me Ethan Crow and uh, say that I was wrong. Uh, I admit I watched some of the game in the first and second quarter. Had to take the wife shopping and go to dinner after that. Um, I did listen to the game in the car. And I snuck away to listen to it in the car in between shopping. And once done, missed that third field goal. I thought we were we were going to lose. And I couldn't really attach myself emotionally any longer. So I uh, stopped listening and I uh, waited for the text from my friends that said it was in overtime and then uh, the pack won. Um, really happy they did. Um, hope they can continue this, uh, this uh, momentum in the season. Uh, you guys are right about my anniversary. Uh, Wake Forest beat us uh, on my wedding day. 31 to 7 in Winston Salem. Oh. But the Pack uh, went 6 and 6 that year. They beat a ranked Texas team on the road and Clemson. Remember that? Mike O'Kane was the coach. Jamie Barnett was the quarterback. And uh, unfortunately, Coach O'Kane got fired that year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, see, Ed owns it, man. I love it. I love Ed. He, he, yeah, I remember that Texas game too and the, and the Clemson game. Yeah. That was funny. Um, Ed brings up a good point. Chris Dunn. I want to talk about Chris Dunn. One, I'm glad we won for the sake of Chris Dunn. I know we briefly touched on it uh, in our post game, but I was thinking about it. And let me know what you think about this. This this is my theory about why Chris Dunn missed that 39-yarder. It has nothing to do with it being a hard kick or whatever. When Bam Bard missed that kick in 2016, and Dave recruited Dunn for this purpose to have a reliable kicker for that exact game for that exact moment Chris Dunn had to had to know this right he saw that and knows that Dave this is what I'm here to do right I'm here to make this field goal for Dave and I just wonder and this might be the fan in me putting too much thought into it but I wonder how much how much pressure Don put on himself to make that kick because of what it meant to Dave, right? And like all the time leading up to it, like, oh, if we only had a good kicker, well, we got a good kicker now, we got a good kicker now, right? And that's like, I wonder how much of that is Don putting putting all that pressure of like all the. 10 years of Dave history on him to yeah. make that kick. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, Chris Dunn came to school and said like day one, he wanted to se- set the career points record and has done that. Um, yeah. I think he holds himself to a far higher standard than most kickers. I think um, yeah. maybe other kickers have said that when they got here, but this guy like said it, He's been a man on a mission. Everyone says his like confidence is like palpable at all times. 
Um, I just think it was just, you know, I don't know. He pulled three kicks. I guess I'm still just shocked that we didn't go all the way to the right hash. Maybe there's some logic behind that from the down and distance. Um, I mean, he's two for three from 30 to 39 this year. I think that one was at 39. So that's his only miss. 39. He's one of two from 40 to 49. He's O of two from 50 plus. Um, so I would just recommend we stop kicking 50-yard field goals at this point in time. Um, I'd rather just see us go for it, especially with this defense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I just think that's a crazy moment to be in. He obviously knows how important that game is. Everyone feels it coming down the same way. I'm sure as a kicker, though, that's like the moment you constantly like dream and think of. And I don't know if we've had any other really like last minute kicks during his career but again like i'll just go back and say it like i feel like there was more pressure in that pat in overtime and he smashed it yeah and so that's why i'm not really worried like it wasn't like a weird wobbly kick that like got through right like he didn't seem to have the yips he just just pulled it a little bit i mean i don't know it looked worse on tv than i think it really was um on the on the last one at least, um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm Dave, I just say like, hey, just it, there, there's really no need to keep trotting him out for fifty yarders at this point in time. I mean, if it's into the quarter, like it, or uh, into the half, like it was on the first one, fine. I, I just think going forward, just don't put him in that pressure for right now uh, until like he's really showing it. But yeah, I mean, I, I I just think that would have been a really stressful moment for anybody. It was a stressful moment for me as a yeah, fan. of course. <laughs> but I will tell you what. I mean, what's insane is, like, I was sitting there, and I was just like, this is it. Game over. No big deal. Like, he's he's smashing yeah. this. And I think I'd still think that going forward. Because, again, like, watching him kick the PAT, I was a little nervous. And then when, when he hit that, I was just like, oh, well, it it's too bad he's not going to kick any more of those. Because <laughs> we're going to two-pointers. But... You know, I don't know. I think he's going to bounce back. I think everyone's making a big deal about it. I hope he gets an opportunity or two late in the Louisiana Tech game to smash one and and we move on. Yeah. Uh, this pure speculation, I have no idea if there's any merit to it, but he's got to be related to his offseason shredding of the groin or whatever they called it. I God, forgot. That's, and that's, the repairing. Yeah. Like he he clearly doesn't have the pop on that long kick, uh, that, you know the first the first one especially. And I just wonder if he just doesn't have it. Somebody said that pregame he was hitting him from fifty six. Yeah, that was what the radio was saying, and I'm gonna call BS on that. Cause I was well, watching him, and he wasn't like it wasn't that far. Uh, yeah, or he might have been hit. Well, I don't know. He doesn't kick. He probably doesn't kick those pregame ones off a tee, right? Like I, they usually uh, I isn't know. the unit usually out. There. So like what I'm saying is maybe there was like early, early, early game right where he's out there kicking them before yeah, we would have got there. Been. But I don't know. Like the way I think about it is he's a junior, you know, registered yeah. or how you you know whatever how we ever rephrase it now, COVID junior, right? So like I think there's a, I assume he will be here another year. Um, I hope quite frankly because I think he is reliable. And yeah, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, what's funny is like he was overused his first two years, probably in my opinion, like 
he had, I mean, he had 120 and 91 points in those two years. Um, yeah. And then Dave last year he had 17 attempts this year. I mean, so it could also be a factor of like, he's literally not having to do this as often as he was before. So maybe there's some kind of rhythm being lost there that's catching up. But I agree. I, I just think it would be smart to stop putting him in a bad opportunity with those long ones. And yeah. I think it's okay to just be like, hey, man, let's just use you 45 and in. Like, it's really not a big deal. Um, and I, I, you know what I've been wondering is the, you know, the sheet that says to go for it, you know, the analytics that say to go for it. I wonder if they pl- right. can. I wonder if they plug in their actual data to it, and if it's like a live document that says, "All right, man, our guy's three of seven at this point. Like, should we be kicking it less? Should we be going for it more? This is what we're doing in this down and distance." So I'm curious if it's like a static document that everyone uses, or if it's actually like, "Here's the formula," but also here's actually how you've been performing over the year, and. I wonder if it adapts at all. It probably does if you're Clemson and you have 46 analysts. Well, on the we sidelines. have a pretty good computer science department, I guess is what I'm saying. And uh, I know we can't have laptops on the sideline, but you can have them up in the booth. <laughs> yeah, we can't use our students to even get LEDs in the stadium, so I'm not banking on much. Well, our students yeah. did a good job tonight of getting me to donate money to NC State. So kudos to uh, the departments for finally figuring out I'm an alumni. And uh, and getting money from me, um, a computer science person uh, did that. Gave me a call today, so uh, which was interesting. So, <laughs> all right. So the somebody sent us a podcast I hadn't heard of, but I listened to it. A split zone duo podcast. It was pretty. It was a decent pod. But I clipped uh, what they were talking about for NC State. So here I'm gonna play this. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, speaking of Clemson, the team that Clemson lost to on Saturday, NC State. Um, uh, I, I was mean, just it's... letting the Clemson silence hang in the air in case anyone wanted to say anything in their defense, and no one came forward. So, okay. No, I have nothing else. Now, wh- by my luck, they'll smoke Boston College. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but be that as it may. Uh, NC State, I, like, they are – are they – Yet another NC State team, Godfrey, in their NC Stateness. Like, more, did they just happen to mess around and finally get the win on Saturday? More than likely, yes. This is the NC State team that we haven't seen in a couple of years, but people closer to my age remember fondly for just occasionally smacking around a good Bowden FSU team or uh, consistently breaking a Tommy Bowden Clemson heart. This is that kind of program <laughs> that we saw. I would love to say it's more than that. But again, we're a lot of the the judgment calls I'm making for this exercise, Alex. I'm probably going to pass the buck because I don't feel like we have adequate sample sizes. Um, I'm still stuck on some of the Mississippi State game. I don't think they're going to beat Boston College. They do match up well against North Carolina, so I would like to maybe. I'm not trying to break the game, which is what I always do. I would like to say this is a this is an NC State team that could beat North Carolina and Clemson in the same year. And holy shit, is that an unmitigated success in Raleigh? So the funny thing is, like, I, I don't want to take that away from them because, yes, that would be an unmitigated success. But, like, you said that, and and then you think about what those teams actually have been putting exactly. out right now. Exactly. And you're like, well, that's not exactly. Very <laughs> it's really, really and, – and, and that's the beauty of the sport is that a couple years
And they started getting into like special wins and special teams and um, a couple other things. But the the greater point is, what do you? What does that game? Does does that past game change your perception of this team? Um, I think it would behoove a lot of people to. You know, I know we're four games into the season, but maybe like go and take a look at where we rank on like all the defensive statistics. Like this team yeah, is fourth national yeah. scoring defense. Um, I, I'm seeing sixth. Uh, you know, I, I don't. <laughs> last game, take whatever I said from the Clemson game podcast and uh, improve it multiple points, and that's where we are on all those categories. Um, the defense is legit. Um. It'll, you know, quote unquote, according to Dorian Gibson, like this is the best offense coming in here with Louisiana Tech that they're going to see for quite some time. Um, So we'll see how they hold up there. But I don't know how you say, well, they beat Clemson, so they're going to go lose to BC now with a backup quarterback playing for them. Like, I know it's on the road. So if you want to say, hey, it's on the road, it's going to be a challenge environment. Okay. Um, but I haven't seen anyone else score 24 points on Clemson's defense. I haven't seen anyone else score touchdowns on Clemson's defense. So maybe recognize what we've done. Maybe we're better than the record. Maybe we quote unquote shit the bed as hard as you can against Mississippi State. And let's see you, the data points afterwards. I mean, like, I just go on the road and beat the shit out of Boston College, and I feel like all this talk is gonna it's gonna go away. Do you think that we're having this conversation if we had beaten Mississippi State? Oh, I'm sure we would. Then it would be Mississippi yeah. State's a fraud, Clemson's a fraud. You know, like anytime a good team loses twice, it's like, oh, everything is wrong. Oh, is this the end of an era? You know. I, I, I'm amazed at how quickly everyone has just like jumped on Clemson. Like, I, I hope they beat the crap out of BC this weekend. Yeah, me too. And everyone goes, "Oh, well, maybe they're better than we thought." Um, I don't know. I, I was like thinking about it today. I was driving around. I had to go get license plates today. So I was in the car for like an hour, going back and forth to this dealership, and um, I was sitting there, I was like. What would happen if we went 12 and 1 and we just smoked everyone from a defensive standpoint in all these games and only won, I don't know, maybe we won like 24, 35, whatever to 14, 21 every time. And it's the end of the season and we're 12 and 1. Are people still going to be like, yeah, but you lost to Mississippi State? Or would they be like, Wow, NC State, you're a really good team. That was a crazy environment for that first road game. Probably not. I feel like everyone's going to be like, ACC is trash. Yeah. You know, they're a fraud. And then they'll just, like, ignore every single statistic that points to this team being really good. Like, if I go in here and look at red zone defense, I'll let you, like, chat for a second while you, like, pull all this stuff up. But I bet we're, like, top ten. Yeah, I agree. I, I think oh, sorry. We're originally, 12. I thought my bad. Oh, yeah, terrible. I had originally thought 
if we had beaten Mississippi State, then maybe some of that we wouldn't be having this conversation. But I think it's probably more brain related than anything. I think people see us beat Clemson and just think, oh, okay, is NC State doing what NC State does? You know, they show up and beat a team every once in a while. But I don't think people are giving credit to how good this defense is. Like, and that is why we're, that's why I've been so confident in how we are going to perform in comparison to the rest of the league because this defense is legit and this defense is going to keep us into it. And what I was saying, and I don't remember if I said this in the, in the post game, the post Clemson game pod, but I've said it to a freaking hundred people since is that we've won that game and it wasn't a fluke. We didn't take six Chris Winkie interceptions to, to win, or we didn't take some miracle call or some BS penalty or whatever. Like we won that game. It was back and forth. We had some adversity and they won the game. And I don't think people are giving us any credit yeah. for that. I mean, we're only like second Listening in the country in third down defense. National pods and, are and we other good? places. And they're just like, oh, well, you know, Clemson's, well, Clemson's no good. Clemson's not, you know, their offense is terrible. And, and while I don't think Clemson's offense is great, they're still going to be favored to win the rest of their games. And I think at some point, you know, they'll probably get it together enough that, you know, that there'll still be a top 20 team, top 15 team. Uh, I don't know. At this point, State just needs to, like you said, I would love for us to just blow people out and, you know, keep keep it together and avoid any stupid losses or any of that stuff coming forward because the the whole thing is sitting right in front of you and they need to take advantage of it. Yeah. I Can you hear me okay? Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I think I clipped out there for like a minute while we were talking earlier. Um, yeah, I think um, what have we seen so far from Dave early in the season? He's been throwing points on teams and I just expect him to keep doing that, especially now that he's in the driver's seat. I think it's optimal to... Get your offense in as good of a rhythm as you can. At some point, the defense is going to have a bad game. Like, you know it's going to happen. Either injuries right. are going to catch up with us at some point or whatever. Um, it'll be interesting to see if what we saw from Clemson, that pass attack and that script, are we going to see that going forward with all the RPOs that's gotten a lot of attention this week. Um, it'd be very exciting to kind of see what we do after the bye week, You know, assuming we get through this Louisiana Tech game, which... I think it's definitely going to be tougher than people are giving it credit for. Now, hopefully, Austin Kendall or whomever is not going to be quarterbacking, yeah, according, right? According to Twitter, Austin Kendall is playing. He had the the Rona this week, but I think he's better. You have the Rona one week, and then you're playing football the next. I mean... I, I've i been seeing it a lot in the NFL, too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, none of this... None of it makes any sense to me. Everyone but. that tackles him, just get up real quickly. Okay, that's all I ask. Don't <laughs> don't spend too much time around him. Um, it'll be interesting to... It, here's like what I'm curious of, right? Like, Is Louisiana Tech one of those teams that's going to be like, hey man, you got coronavirus, don't practice, or are they going to be one of those teams that's like, hey, you got coronavirus, and I'm doing air quotes, don't practice, 
Like, because if he misses right. a week of practice, I think it's a different game for him. Um, if he's stayed in rhythm with them, you know, I think I think he can come in and do some damage. Like, they're they're not a pushover team. They're better than USF. They're certainly better than yeah. Furman. They're probably better than Mississippi State. <laughs> um, it's going to be real interesting to see how this game plays out. Um, but, Jesus, just, just go win this game and get to the bye week. Like, that's all I ask. Yeah. Um, and if you can blow them out in the process, then just... If, like, if it presents itself, crush them. If it doesn't, and you just gotta grind your way through it, like, no one's gonna judge you doing so. Everyone's seen them put the scare in Mississippi State. You know what I mean? The NC State fan and everybody is suggesting that this game is gonna be closer than you think, or it's gonna be an upset. Like, I was looking at the chat, and like, oh, man... This offense can score. They're gonna, you know, they're gonna win. State's gonna have a letdown. And I'm on the other side of that. I just, I think this defense is too good. That even when everything goes against them, like it did in Starkville, the defense is still pretty damn good. And I think this defense is good enough to help us overcome that level of nonsense. Like if that sh- if if that happens. I think the defense is that good that we'll still be able to come. I think this team would come out and we win 42-17, 42-24. I think um, State just goes all gas on Well, what's the the spread's like 20-something, right? It opened at 19.5. I think it's moved up to 20. Yeah, I just want to see what it was for the Mississippi State game. Just curious if it was. For their Mississippi State yeah. game? Yeah. Um, I think. I don't remember if it was 24. Yeah, give me, give me a second. I'm almost, I'm almost there. I know this is the content yeah. everyone wants. Um, we we did a lot of prep beforehand, obviously. This is one we definitely did not do a lot of prep. I'll be transparent. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got no problem admitting it. Now as I like, click through all these ESPN screens. Um, I guess the good thing is, is like you've seen them threaten Mississippi State. Everyone should be on like red alert. Uh, it was minus 20 and a half. Right. Yeah. So it's, basically, it's what we are right now, over under 53. I don't know what we are. Um, let's see here real quick. I'm just curious if the odds makers are kind of saying, hey, we've seen this. Now we've got the data. We feel the same way um, or not. So, um, yeah, don't sleep on this one. Just, just, get, just get to the bye week. That's all. I mean... I don't want to spend any time really talking yeah. about Louisiana Tech because either we beat them and we all breathe a sigh of relief or we lose and we say, well, the bye week's here. Let's just forget about it. Let's just try to let's just try to win some ACC games. Um, what, what do you take away from this game? If we go out there and beat them 42-17, what do you take away? Um, the only thing I would care about in that scenario is uh, the health of the roster. Afterwards, to right. be honest, um, I to me it's another data point that this team is is pretty good. If we can avoid that, sky is falling that everybody seems to be predicting. Then this would be another data point. I'm like, all right, we got something here. So ES, ESPN has the game at minus eighteen. So I don't know if the line has moved in the last twelve hours. Yeah. Um. 
if you go out and hold this team to like seven or ten points or something like that, um, you have to feel really good about the rest of the season as far as the defense goes. Right. Um, I'm curious to see how we run on them. Now I kind now I kind of wish I had spent some time to look and see like where they are from um, a statistical standpoint. Now that we've got enough data points, but um, I mean they're 42nd in scoring. Like, let's not like make them out to be more than they are. Um, yeah, they're better than Clemson in scoring and and a couple items. You know, I, I don't even know where we are on this list to be honest. Um. We're probably lower because we're a defensive team at this point. Um, <laughs> no, we're actually really high because well, we were, but we put up forty, forty-five, forty. Yeah, kind of forty-five, forty-two. Oh, okay. So they've got us clipping in at thirty-one point eight right now. So this must be yeah. Oh, the Mississippi State game is dragging it. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want to see in this game, Larry remains confident. I'd love to see a three touchdown, zero interceptions, four touchdown, one interception kind of performance. Keep that going. I want to see the run game continue. I'm curious. You know, I I didn't look through Danford's column on this yet, but I thought they said that we did a lot more zone runs this week than we did previously. Maybe we didn't do any at all. So I'm curious if they've changed the scheme or if they were literally trying to hold on to this before they got to Clemson. Um, and then maybe that's what they're going to do during, you know, in this. So maybe the right side isn't as bad as we thought. There were some really nice runs off the right side of this game. So I guess that's what I'm going to see. Like, can we continue to build off of that? Um, I just heard something and I was just, did we lose you? <laughs> No, okay. no, I'm here. I'm just I didn't listening. Know that was the, he made a good point. Yeah. Sound, um, <laughs> you know. I don't know, man. I don't even, I don't even want to talk about Louisiana Tech. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm also watching the Virginia Miami um, game, and I'm like conflicted because in this household, what a train wreck that is. We want Virginia to win, but as a state fan, I can't tell. Do I want Miami to win so that when we play them, it's not a meaning, you know, a, a bad, a bad win when we win. Uh, that's a good point. Miami has it, it, Miami looked like they checked out in that first. Watch that first half of that game, and the fact that they couldn't score on Virginia, who has just been I don't know what's the word for terrible defense. They've had terrible defense. Did you post that clip um, online where the defensive linemen for Virginia just like literally aren't even trying to rush? They're just like, yes. They're not even, I don't even know if they're yes. even pushing. They're just kind of like standing there, going like, oh yeah, 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 we're going for you. And that was like the that was, second was drive in, of the game, the first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> it was unbelievable. The Wake Virginia game, and I'll put it in the Wolfpack Weekly this week. The Wake Virginia game, the Wake had the ball and they were throwing. They threw a touchdown, right? It was I don't know, thirty yard play or whatever. But you look at the Virginia team and they was like zero effort. They literally stood up and like they were playing patty. Like, and I'm not even exaggerating. Like they were playing patty cake with the offensive lineman 
The offensive line are just like punching them in the chest until they fall over. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on here? It makes me wonder if there was like a penalty or a whistle or something, and then we didn't wasn't context. Or they that was or they just, just did not understand how that slow mesh system worked. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they've played them recently. I don't feel like digging back through the archives here. But it almost looked to me like they were like, oh, we don't play this team very often. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, it was it was embarrassing. It was it was terrible. And it was it reminded me of uh, the Clemson clip I put up there too. I was, I watched some of the plays back from the Clemson game and the Clemson offensive offensive linemen. And I get they're not very good, but they shouldn't be this bad. At, at one point and I think it was ah. Oh, I wrote the I wrote the article today, and that's what got me going. I, I wrote an article this morning about the read option versus the RPO versus play action. Everybody just calls everything RPO now, and it's just completely erroneous. And it kind of got me going. But I pulled up one of the clips from somebody who said, "Here's Clemson's RPO," and it was clearly a play action pass. But Clemson's offensive lineman, one, they're pulling guard, completely missed. And I think it was Davin Van, like just completely whiffed on him, and he clocked Shipley, and then. Ran into DJ and the right tackle. And this was the one, the play that Drake got the the INT, the right tackle. And I, I get he's on the, his responsibility is the Mike linebacker in that case, but he legit stood up. Look, it was like staring like down the field into the abyss with his hands down by his side. And Isaiah Moore actually bites in the play action and comes up to the right. Almost. It, from the angle I had, it looks like he was close enough for the offensive line to reach out and like knock him back, which is what you're supposed to do. But the offensive lineman didn't move. And Isaiah, you know, heady enough, backs up, gets his hand up, tips the play, tips the ball, and uh, Drake gets the INT. But Clemson's offensive line, I want to see Clemson's offensive line versus Virginia's defensive line. And just nobody does anything the entire game. That's what I want to see. It would be, it was embarrassing. But. That was a divergent. What I wanted to point out, you you mentioned it earlier about the offensive line and the right side in particular. We got to give credit to the offensive line that Clemson game because they really held up for the most part, and especially at the end, the the throw to Devin Carter for the, the game winning touchdown. Leary had enough time to work all the way across the field through his progressions. He looked at a mezzi, he looked down the seam, he looked down the middle, and then he's like, all right, throw the Carter across. Like, that was his third, fourth read. I don't know what it was, but he had all day. The offensive line did a fantastic job. I don't know how much of that is Clemson being on the field for 96 plays. Over that, they had penalties. It was like 100-something. Oh, my God. Over 100 plays, a, yeah. yeah. And... I, I don't know, man. Like the offensive line, you got to give them some credit. They actually played. They played really well in that game for the most part. Yeah. The uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think they were definitely definitely tired. But I mean, like our guys were on the field running a bunch of routes too. Like I don't know. To me, it's like I, I know it's probably more yeah. tiring to be on defense because you don't know what someone's doing, so you're probably overreacting more and and recovering more. Um, but at the same time, like you're Clemson, you have like. Uh, just so many four and five stars all over your roster. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're in the South. You know, you should be conditioned. I, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it. The one thing I, I, I would say that 
one thing I want to look forward to on the game Saturday, if I'm even able to watch it, I don't even know how I'm going to watch it. I guess on my phone, um, with because I think we're on what ESPN Plus and like a regional ACC network broadcast. Yeah, it's got to be Bally Sports, I imagine. So I'm guessing I don't have that. Um, <laughs> but the thing I'm going to be interested in seeing is: Are we sluggish just coming out of that game because we did have a lot of snaps? And I guess I wouldn't be surprised if we're a little off in in the the game. I, I maybe we are more aggressive coming out and trying to score quick to try to limit the reps for those guys. Um, yeah, I think someone said that David mentioned that they were like pretty beat up um, still on Tuesday, which is never a good sign. I always look for the we're having a great week of practice statement. Um, yeah, but you know that's one of the things we've been hanging our hat on is that we play everybody after they play Clemson. True. So we have to be able to beat Louisiana Tech after we play Clemson, and then take advantage of Clemson beating up on everybody yeah. else. Yeah, you hope we just get this game done with fast. I mean, it's not going to happen. I feel like it's Louisiana Tech is going to want to try, and yeah, you get the one benefit of Clemson is playing VC this weekend, right? And I think it's at Clemson. Is that right? Yes, at Good. Clemson. So BC has to travel. Then they get the bye week like we do. Then we travel up there. So I was trying to find his uh, his quotes. But anyways. Um, I appreciate you bringing this back to Louisiana Tech, but <laughs> keep bringing it back to Clemson. I'm trying I to move trying. us on. You know, it's 1-0 one, one no, right. or 1-0. Oh, let's move on. <laughs> uh, question somebody asked us. How much of Saturday was us being good or Clemson being bad? Oh, Christ. <laughs> this is this is the last one. Okay. The last Clemson. No, no, no. It's not that it's it's just like I'm so tired of this narrative. Like Clemson is yes. not yes. bad. Like I think it's hilarious. What where are they? Twenty fifth? Right now? What where are they on the rankings? Yeah, twenty fifth. That's twenty fifth. I'm sorry. It's just there's not like 20, aside from us, obviously, because we should be number one in the country, but there's not 22 or 23 other better teams than Clemson. And, like, I think you're going to see Clemson shift their gear, and I think they're going to run and move DJ a lot more going forward, because now they're in the hunt again, right? They're not the hunted, right, at this instant. I mean, everyone's going to be coming for them, but they have to start winning. And they can't just ride the defense necessarily. So I think you're going to see a different Clemson this weekend and going forward. Not like they're going to like change the offense, but what I'm saying is like, I don't think they're going to have the the bubble wrap on DJ. I think they're going to get a lot more mobile with him and that'll change people's opinions. I also just don't think there's a lot of teams that are going to score on them. Like I'm just going to be shocked if Halfley can get their backup quarterback to go on the road and challenge Clemson at Clemson. Agreed. Right. Yep. Agreed. I think we're pretty yeah. good. I, I think I think we're pretty good. I think the Mississippi State game was an aberration. I don't think this Clemson game was an aberration. I think we went blow for blow with Clemson, and I think that to me that makes us makes me think we're pretty yeah. good. Now they just have to sustain it, and it starts by kicking the crap out of Louisiana Tech. So yes. Uh, another question we got: Do you think NC State needs a stadium closer to campus? 
Mm. <sighs> um, basketball stadium. Basketball. Well, it's already there. And I think we should just simply double the, the price of tickets and there. That's solved. Um, I'm a big fan of on-campus stadiums or as close to campus as you can get them. Um, it's pretty close to the vet school. It's. I mean, <laughs> look, if you were going to put it on campus, you couldn't put it on campus anymore, right? I guess, you know, right. when they tore down Harrelson, they should have put in Carter Finley too, right there. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, where are you going to put it? Like Centennial? It, you yeah. know, like, I, I think know. it... I would love nothing more for that vibe. You know what's funny is like I, when we were walking around state this this last weekend, there were no no one was there. It was so weird. I think we saw like two human beings while walking around this campus. Um, but it's the the campus is much prettier than I recall. Like uh, they they must have spent a lot yeah. more time like putting in a lot of green and things like that. Um, and I couldn't help but think like yeah, it would be great if. Like when when we went to Notre Dame, you walk through the campus and you go to the stadium, and there's still like some business areas like around it, right? Yeah. But it's it's a it is a part of that that campus and that experience. I I, I miss that for us, but I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. There's, I mean, we're not going to spend that kind of money. I I hate building stadiums in general. So like once you get one built, I don't think there's any point in building another. Yeah, uh, teaser. We have something about this coming for basketball. Oh shit! But <laughs> for football, I would. I think the more realistic is that they bridge the gap between campus and Carter Finley. With, and I'm not saying you're going to walk from campus to Carter Finley, but with things around it, restaurants, bars, mm-hmm. just making it more of a thing. Or, you know, place you can go and kind of an extension of campus almost. I mean, the vet school is right there. You're not that far from campus after that, you know, I don't know, trolley or something just to make it uh, a more seamless experience. Because I'm with you, like, I've been to some, I've been to like Army at West Point and that, that stadium is right on campus. And you're walking through campus and you go, you know, to the stadium or... You know, Madison, you go, you're walking downtown Madison to the game, right? And you're just going through the bars and going to different places and you go to the game. And I think that is a, that's a great experience. I I think we can still leverage our tailgating and things like that. Where Carter Finley is, just make it a, I don't know, make it a more seamless transition from campus to the stadium. I think that would be that would be ideal. I don't think it's reasonable. I don't think it's probably very low on anybody's priority list, but maybe as that area keeps growing and starts pushing that way, you'll start to see some of those old buildings down by the train tracks and the Mm -hmm. fairgrounds and whatever start to become, you know, bars and restaurants and things, places people go beforehand and after and that kind of thing. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I like that idea of having some kind of like trolley or, you know, I mean, Whatever that train line is, we were promised. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, exactly. Like the Simpsons building a tram, right? (laughs) That or we need like parade floats that like carry all the students down there. I don't know. You know, I mean, there's there's ways around it, but it's 
Yeah, that's the problem. Is like yeah, where it is, it facilitates tailgating. It's just oh, it's just I don't know. You you go back and you think about like Riddick being there. Like I used to think about it all the time when we would be hanging out with friends at like Gold or somewhere over there, and you'd be sitting there parking your car and be like, "This used to be the football stadium." Like this, <laughs> yeah, this would have been really really cool right here. Um, yeah, but, you know. It is what it is. I mean, I'm more upset about the basketball arena than I am the football. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on this game Saturday, and what should we work on during the bye week? Would also like any thoughts on Terrell Dawkins. Believe we really need him for depth. Personally thought he was going to be a stud this year. Hope he gets to 100%. Real quick on Dawkins, I have no idea what's happening with him. He's played like two snaps here, two snaps there. I don't. I didn't see what his participation number for for Clemson. Oh. But I mean, he was ACC sack leader last year. Yeah, we need him. Like he would be. Helpful. I mean, my guess is he is drastically out of game shape, and you just can't risk putting someone out there um, if you don't have to. I think he'll get snaps yeah. as long as he's healthy um, this week. And he got twenty. Yeah, got twenty versus. Oh, that was no. That was Furman. He didn't. Oh, it's he didn't play versus Clemson. I mean, my guess is you wouldn't. Okay. Yeah, he got like, like first off, I don't know. He got one versus Mississippi State, twenty well, versus Furman. And, well, we'll think about. It. I don't know if that's he had what, or like forty six. Well, they had penalties too, so probably like fifty three opportunities or something like that. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, yeah. there wasn't really a need. We were off the field. I mean, what were they? They were like one of nine or two of eleven in third downs, if I remember. Yeah. Um. So probably limited opportunity. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, right? Like Corey, CJ Clark out for the season. Durden taking over that spot. Mm. I'm sure we'll start seeing more of Josh Harris too. You know, probably not ideal, but at least they're going to have this game, the bye week, hopefully, and then the BC game to get these guys that are coming off of injury or that have been third on the chart or whatever, um, and get them up to speed and get them in the game shape. So, like, we'll see. You know, it's just, it sucks. I, I, you know, I wasn't aware of CJ Clark being out until I started seeing Corey Duran a lot in the game. I was like, mm, that's weird. Um, yeah, they said it pre-game. Uh, I forgot where that came from. I saw it pre-game. But Durden played forty-four snaps. Daniel Joseph played fifty. Xavier Jackson played forty-five. Looking at the D-line numbers, Davin Van played 13, Josh Harris played yeah. four. Yeah, I mean, like... And that's... Yeah, it's it's wild. It's like we said in the, in the Clemson pod that the numbers, the the lack of plays for Clemson dictated why the stats for those guys were down. But I guess you're going to see a bulk of Savion Jackson, Daniel Joseph, and Corey Durden. Well, the other thing I was wondering is, you know, I, I feel like I said this over the offseason... I'll be upset if I didn't, but like I thought that Joseph, for example, got like a lot of his stats in a couple games and I never went back and looked at Dawkins to see if his, that was kind of the same case with him where he had a couple breakout games and really not much anything. So like, I I don't know how much we're missing yet. I know people were really excited about him. He was, you know, he had the look, you know, that you, it's like I don't know if you don't follow NC State football or football in general. There's like phases that guys go through before they're like studs, 
And it's usually like, oh, yeah. wow, he's like really impressing in limited reps. And then it's, oh, wow, he looks the part. And then it's, oh, this guy's the leader on the defense. And it seemed like we were in between that. Yeah. With Dawkins, there was a lot of chatter this offseason. I was like, oh, this guy could have a really big year. And frankly, he's the only one on the team that I think is a pass rushing threat. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we need him back, I guess, is the is the answer. And who knows? And then what to work on this game? Just um, not fucking up. <laughs> like, just, like yeah. let's just score and get this this game, like, bottled up by the third quarter and get out of there. That, that's all I want to see. Dawkins, uh, Dawkins' numbers for 2020, he pretty much played 35 snaps yeah. a game. Like, Across the board, he had some 49, some 22, but for the most part, his average, I could use average, 37. Probably brought him in on obvious pass rushing downs, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably so. 37 snaps a game. I'm looking at the rest of the numbers. He was probably third on the defensive line. Uh, Fourth. Yeah, so fourth-ish on the defensive line. But yeah, he's an asset, and we need him back. I I don't know what's going on with him, so hopefully he's coming back. Yeah, soon. let me put it like this, right? He's good. We can't suffer any more injuries on the defensive line, <laughs> right? right? Like I think one more there, and it's yeah. going to start being not catastrophic, but very detrimental. And um, yeah, you know, it would be good. Oh no, he Agreed. okay. So I forgot he had. He had off-season surgery, so he missed the spring as well. Um, and it's and it's pronounced Terrell. Thank, oh, that's nice. Um, but I was trying to go through here. Yeah, I mean, he had four and a half sacks, um, nine tackles in the Duke game, one and a half tackles for loss. So it doesn't really say which games he got the sacks in. Um, so yeah, like he he's the upside guy that you would that you'd like to see, you know. So hopefully he's the guy we get in yeah. the second half and takes this defense up just another level. This participation chart's interesting. It's 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 definitely thrown off because Clemson didn't run a whole lot of plays. But then you look at like the offensive side, like Devin Carter played ninety snaps. That's twenty more than Amezi and Thayer, which is kind of wild. But I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, Terrell Dockers, we need him back. Hopefully that comes back. Oh, here's soon. a fun fact on him. Uh-oh. Earned the zero jersey by his hard work in the offseason strength and conditioning program prior to the twenty twenty one season. Yeah, I remember that. Thunder Dam made a big deal about that when they gave it to That's him. It's really cool. Man, he's a big dude. He's yeah, he's big. Uh here's a question. What are the three hardest games left? Um, the next one, the next one, the next one. Oh, boom! Don't speak. The coach is back. Um, <laughs> the two. Okay, well, I honestly, okay, I'm gonna skip over Lucy Tech because everyone knows why that's important. Um, the two road games, honestly, after the bye, be at PC at Miami, yeah. um, and then quite frankly, at Wake is the hardest. But I guess what I would say is like if. If State can come through after the bye week and win those first three games, BC, Miami, and Louisville, that knocks off two threats right now. 
Yeah. Now, one of either Wake or Louisville is losing this weekend, right? So that that takes away a little bit. But frankly, if you're an NC State fan, you want to see everyone lose at least two conference games. That's what you want right now. Right. You have right. literally one a one game buffer against Clemson, and that's it. Um. So to me, it's just important to really just rocket off those three games. I think if if State wins those three. You know, you're going to be really confident. You're hoping FSU by that point is completely collapsed. Um, though, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I, I still don't know what to make of them and their injuries. And then, I don't know. I mean, really, it's Wake. You know, it, it, there's two House of Horrors for us on the schedule, right? At BC and at Wake. And I guess yep. at Miami, right? That's the game where all our guys were basically, I don't know, committing fraud and <laughs> taking money. I don't know what was going on. The last time we went to Miami, that was the Amerson game, I think. Um, oh, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't at at Wake at BC, and then I I, I I'm going to hope if I, I it feels like FSU and Miami are both quitting by the time we <sighs> yeah, get there. But, you know, they'll if but they still we'll still look, look at it like this right if we win four straight games here right and we're sitting there uh what seven and one we're probably going to be pretty highly yeah. ranked fsu will be chomping at the bit or chopping at the bit and um you'll get everybody's best yeah shot. you no one's gonna be sleeping on you yeah now that, that that's why you hope at least they mail it in so you can get that done um I think Wake plays UNC in a non-conference conference game right before our, for, before us, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't have the football schedule up, the head the helmet schedule, but I'm waiting for this thing to try a little yeah. So, I think Wake's good. I don't think they're amazing. I think they couldn't have had a better two opponents to start off the season with. Um, but at the same time, like they get through Louisville... In Syracuse, and then they've got Army, Duke, UNC, us, then they finish with Clemson and BC. I'd rather we somehow figure out a way to get through that stretch and not be hoping they lose the final two games. Like, I don't want that as an NC State fan. I do not want that stress in my life at the end of the year, especially at the end of November. Um, I've done a bunch of pods this week with other people talking about the game and whatever. And so I don't remember how much I've said here or not. So it's all starting to run together. But one of the things I said when I just did one before this was I know we would all feel a lot better if everybody loses, if Clemson beats up on everybody. And then, you know, we're not relying on NC state getting help, right. Or NC state being perfect. Because we all feel like we, you know, that could, while it, it could happen, because I think we're going to be favored in most of these games, it also, you know, the NC State in us is all always thinking, you know, all right, what's next? What's next? <laughs> and so we don't want to rely yeah. <laughs> on us having to be perfect. We want some help ahead of time so that we can have a little bit of a buffer. Here's the there, ideal scenario right? um, Clemson beats everybody except for Pitt. So Clemson gets a second loss. Yeah. Right? Yep. And then, you know, Wake just tanks it 
against Louisville and Syracuse. And yeah. then but then people are going to be like, oh, man, Syracuse and Louisville are really good. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just clicking through people's schedules so everyone can bear with me as I kind of look through and see where the traps yeah. are for each team. Um, yeah, Louisville didn't look great against FSU. Louisville's got UVA and Duke as crossovers, so it would be ideal if they lost one of those. you got to just expect us... But I don't know if we're going to have to come down there for that Halloween game. Or, well, I guess it's the night before Halloween. Um, but yeah, you just, just everyone needs to lose twice. I don't care how it happens. Honestly, yeah. lose three times. Just just eat each other. Yeah. I don't care. And I know like a lot of people are like, yeah. oh, what does it say for the national narrative if if NC State wins the division and it's a, in the conference and the Atlantic looks terrible? I don't care. I just want to see it. I'll tell you what I'm in yeah. Charlotte. I want to see a banner. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to make the same mistake I last time. Everyone, you guys can blame me. I bought ACC championship tickets the morning of that Maryland game. I was like, this is a great investment. There's no way we're freaking losing this game. So you guys can blame me. But I guarantee you, it's not happening. I'm buying them two games before. No, I'm not. I'm not buying them until it's time. Um, my dream, actually, while I was driving today, I was like, oh, man. What if somehow UNC like writes the ship just enough, and then that final game, it's state is already guaranteed to go to the championship game, and it's whether or not we're going to knock North Carolina out or have to play them twice in back to back weeks. I think that's my current nightmare <laughs> for this whole thing. But I don't care. I want to see it. I want to see a banner that says division title, and I want to see a banner that says conference champion. That's all I want. I don't care what happens to the rest of the conference behind us. They could all. Go, I don't know what's even possible. Four and four, that'd be great. Yeah. Coastal chaos, Atlantic anarchy, something like that, right? We just want, we want some madness and be, we want to be left out of that madness. We want to be just sitting on top of them looking down like Clemson usually is. Yeah. All right. Last topic. Will defend your people. Oh my God. Did you just see this UVA touchdown? Sorry. I didn't. The chat is going berserk over it, and I'm wondering, like, what the hell is um, I think it's my dude who's on the Fantrax team, so great for me. Um, wait till you see it. Sorry. Is that, okay. the, is that the segment? Yeah, defend your, peop- defend your people. Your technician, folks. Oh. I stirred up the hornet's nest today because technician put out their student newspaper, and the front cover was... Not the football game. It was a story about a female soccer player. I don't even remember what it was about. And I just put it out there and said, that's an interesting choice. I wouldn't have done that. And it went ballistic. All the technician uh, past fanboys came out and defended it. And they just said, well, you know, we've done been on the football's been on the cover three of the six covers we've had. And I just, like just it went over the top, and they just got completely defensive, uh, and they just completely yeah. missed the point. Every one of them was like, you know, we, you know, we're here to cover. This is one, one of the quotes. We're here to cover the marginalized topics. I was like, no, you're a newspaper. You should be covering the news that the students want to read, right? But the bigger point is, don't bury your head in the sand. Even if this was scheduled beforehand, which you should have known that this Clemson game is going to take precedence. 
move it to the ne- move it to next week or after this game or at some other point. Like you should be able to be able to pivot that so that you can give coverage to and put it on the cover. Right? It's a tradition. We have these wins. Put it on the cover. Let people grab it and put it on their walls because that's what they do when you're a student. And like I didn't, I didn't give a crap. Like I'm not on campus. I didn't see the newspaper, but students were sending this to us. Yeah, and saying, "Man, can you believe this? They didn't put us on. The, you know, they didn't put the football on the cover. I wanted to put on a wall." And I'm like, "Yeah, that that doesn't make sense." It's just like whoever's in charge of that has got to get your head out. Yeah, of Yeah, they've been a little like, tone deaf on some things in the past. Um, I guess like. I had a limited time at the technician. I enjoyed it for while I was doing it. Um, and I covered, I covered a lot of things, but I did men's soccer. I was supposed to have women, the, the women's gymnastics team was supposed to be my beat. And then I was just like, Hey, I'm, I'm too exhausted. So I backed out right before that. Um, and you know, like back then it was, being printed constantly, so I wasn't aware of this one yeah. week thing. But maybe what you do is you run like a little three-page emergency technician run for the football game. Yeah. If this is really a problem, I guess we were talking about this beforehand. I guess I would have, I guess I would have bumped this uh, article for either after the Louisiana Tech game or for the bye week. And it would have gotten full attention then, too. Um, Yeah. I'm not going to fault them for wanting to highlight stuff. I just think it's kind of like you need to understand the monumental nature of what that win was. And, you know, I I don't know why someone would be like, well, you could go look at it for 10 other places, blah, blah, blah. Well, like when I was a student, I wasn't reading 10 other places for NC State stuff. Right. I was picking up the technician. One, I wanted that Sudoku. Two, I wanted to see what we had printed. And I don't know. I just remember at, at times I was at odds with the, the staff back then. They were very serious and they wanted to be, you know, a newspaper newspaper. And I, I get it. I think our editor at the time is now like with, I think it's like the Denver Post or something like that. So it's like strong journalists have come out of the technician and I get why it was super serious, but at times I was like, you know, guys, like we, we could like have some fun with this stuff and like have a little bit more opinion and editorial elements to this instead of it just being like, this is the facts from the game and this is what the game has to say. Like it's a very difficult environment to work in at times. So I guess I'm not surprised that they're kind of missing the forest of the trees here. Um, I wouldn't have minded if maybe they did. If like the current technician people, Came and had a, you know, like came to words with you on Twitter. That's one thing. I just never understand like the past technician people just being like, we're faultless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just, again, it just, kept, yeah, they kept missing the point. I wasn't like, and they're like, oh, you get triggered by it. It's like, I, I'm not. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I'm disappointed you killed another tradition, right? It's just another thing that stopped, right? They stopped doing the daily, daily tar hell, right? I mean, that oh. was, that was awesome. Yeah. Now that was, and the, th- that's what I was saying. Like where it's just how, yeah. how are you too good for that? Right? Wasn't that their whole thing? Is like we're better right. than that. <sighs> yeah, and it's just it again, and it's probably a 
speak to the greater media today, but I just, they could have done a lot of different things. Bump the other story, put an insert in there, like put a a big thing that somebody could hang on their wall, you know, a big picture with the headline. I, I, or the back page, exactly. Like, just do something. I, and I'm saying and, not make the front story. I, keep the front story what it is. Yeah, sure. But what <sighs> they what they what they didn't understand. It's like marketing 101. Right? Hey, we want to cover the marginalized topics. Nobody's picking up that newspaper for that front page story on that female soccer player. I'm sorry, it's the reality of it. Well, I mean, that, I mean the that's not the case. Is. If you want people to. <laughs> If you want people to read it, you want more people to read it, you need to get more people to pick it up. You get more people to pick it up by having the most interesting story on the cover. And they're like, well, that's not that's not what our goal is. Like, the well, hell are yeah, you doing? Isn't your, well, look, I, I guess I'm a little still, I'm just shocked that it's not Daily Run. And it's like, okay, we've got a pretty large, I mean, we're doing pretty well in the endowment space. You could bump the student fees probably a fraction and get the technician covered. Like, so I don't know what the, what the decision there was. I'm trying to remember how the, how the budget was set. It's been so long. I can't even remember. Um, yeah, but it's just, come on. It's a bigger, it's just the bigger point that is just complete. The, you know, know complacency when i see complacency is what really yeah, triggers me i'll just say you know it's really yeah, what gets me and i'm just i'm sitting here thinking like oh it's been five days or it's been almost a week like it's ha- it's it's, saying, yeah. it's over whatever it's like are you idiots like you need to capture the moment and spark the excitement around it like i don't think these guys understand what this win means for the team for Doran for the school, the opportunity to finally win a championship, and like to come at it with like a holier than thou attitude or just total indifference to it is just absolutely shocking. I mean, obviously, I, I worked in the sports section of <laughs> of the technician, so maybe that group has like lost out because, frankly, like sports has sucked for a long time, but. I, I just can't believe. I, I don't know. It's funny. I was I was having a nice day, and then I started seeing those things pop up, and I just started rolling my eyes. Yeah, if anyone wants to to read some comical nonsense, go read my Twitter mentions because there are multiple threads in there with people having conversations with mostly former technician folks who are just oblivious to why we thought why we were disappointed at the end of the cover. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Just ridiculous. To me, it's ridiculous. Bring back but the Dar- Daily Tar Hill. That's <laughs> Seriously. Like, again, it's just a, a simple thing you should be doing. And one of the points was, that, hey, well, we already we had a lot of great coverage on the website. All right, great. Your stories are already written for you. Take that content, print it, and put a big picture on the front. Done. Like, it doesn't, you know, that's, it's, it's done for you, man. There's plenty of. I don't know. Plenty of ways they could have worked out better if they didn't. Maybe have their they maybe crushed it on Instagram. Maybe you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, I get it. It's it's okay, tough, anyway. man. But it's kind of like maybe we're just a dying old breed. But 
I loved love getting it. I love looking at the police blotter. Like, there's a lot of great crap that was in that technician, and you're just missing out, man. That would have been that would have been a great one to hang up yes. in the dorm room. I guess is what I'm saying. And whatever, yeah. it's, that's cool. Listen to a podcast and ten other news sources and get your fill. And don't show up. I guess it's <laughs> I think it's it's fall break this week, isn't it? Right? Like, there's some concern that the energy in the crowd at the stadium is going to be a little down. Um, I think someone said that. Well, yeah, they also didn't like that I pointed out that there was the same newspaper that told the oh, students leave leave early to get and the home response <laughs> to and beat the, the traffic. And they were like, "We're yeah. not saying do that for like the Clemson game." And it's like, no, you said it for the opening game. Yeah, the opening right. game, yeah. the one everyone's like excited about. Like, just own up and be like, "That was a yeah. stupid thing." Like, I get it. People have some questions. I'm sure if you're a freshman, if you've never been there, you missed everything because of COVID year, and you're like, how does this work? Like, when do I leave, and how do I get home? Yeah. Just don't freaking promote it. Somebody had a great response. It was just, stay an hour after the game and have a beer. <laughs> have a beer with somebody in the parking yeah. lot. Like, they're yeah. flowing. They're flowing after wins, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have More some than chicken. I leave, them at, I leave it at the tailgate. Oh man, that stuff's been that stuff is delicious. Will made some honey sriracha. Chicken I made the mistake of saying for our tailgate. Made the mistake of saying that it had soy in it. And I guess everyone thought that that was the meat product and not soy sauce, the most like commonly used <laughs> Asian sauce out there. <laughs> well, we ate the hell out of it at our house. We had over rice the other night. Had sandwiches. Yeah, it's good. That's a good it's ass awesome. meal. That was a good ass meal. Yeah. If y'all need a good honey sriracha recipe, that's right. I will direct you to a uh, well-known website. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. I just saw that Virginia play that. Oh, one. and Miami just scored a uh, like sixty-yard run. Yeah, good I job, love Virginia. watching um, these guys run. These running backs run in the open field. Sometimes I don't, it's a specific type of running back, but it looks like they like don't run normally. Like they're like, mm-hmm. it's like they're like galloping off the ground i can't i can't really describe it it just it just doesn't look like a natural run and that guy just did it for like 60 yards and i was just staring at it with my jaw dropped oh i'll watch bam night that's the only running back i know actually ricky person (laughs) jordan houston dude both those guys (laughs) ran really hard at the end of the game like ricky ran really well at the end of that clemson game i told you i wasn't gonna bring back up but a lot they ran they both ran really well I don't know if that was Clemson being worn down, but man, those backs ran hard. So kudos to them. Anyway, all right, let's end it on that. We don't need to go back to Clemson again. We're still excited about it. Beat Louisiana Tech. Enjoy the bye week. Hey, actually, hold on. Let's come back to Clemson and for one thing. Shout out to my man, right, Trenton Gill, me. for kicking those balls over Will Shipley's head. You finally did it. Yes. You finally did it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'll give a lot of I'll give the fans some credit that they didn't cheer when Shipley got oh, hurt. Oh, we had one in our section. Like, I, did you hear that guy? Yeah, I mean, it's always gonna be one. I didn't, but I'm I'm happy that the most people were very respectful. I, I didn't expect anybody to break two, but I was just some, one of those things that went through my head is, I wonder how we're gonna react to Shipley. Now, you, we didn't boom as much when he took when he was started, but. I would have liked some more booing for Well, him, aside from the touchdown, like that one touchdown run, right? Like, I mean, he was pretty bottled up most of the night. Like, I, I didn't see how 
what his totals were, but I think he had like 80 yards or less. And I think he had 40. Oh, you know what? Yards. Okay. I don't think yeah, he had I mean, much at all. Um, they only had 80 as a team, I think, because DJ had that 36 yarder. Yeah. yeah. They, um, redonkulous. Yeah. It's like, it's like we might be good. Yeah. We might be good. I can't wait for that narrative. Yeah. Just don't up. lose this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna smoke them, man. Don't worry. I don't even care. Them. I just don't care if it's one point win, man. Let's just get this one done. Yeah, we're gonna win. All right, folks. As always, thanks for listening. Go check out the website. My tutorial Thursday got sparked by some random comment. Somebody talking about read pass options. Um, somebody. All right, I'm gonna. I'm not done yet. Oh boy, come on. <laughs> RPOs. Everybody labels a play action as RPO, and it bugs the crap out of me. But just watch how the linemen block. That's your first indication that was a play action or RPO, and they are not the same thing. So, go read the article. It's mildly entertaining. Somebody said it was good, so take their word for it. But l- learn the read pass option and learn the, what play action is, so that you can watch these games and. Call people fools and they get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Will's rolling his just, eyes at me. You know, I was like, man, how I keep like thinking of topics from the Clemson game. <laughs> like I'm like, God dang it. Like, no, I wanna I wanna hang up early for the night. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're done. As always, thanks for listening, folks. Go check out the website, support the podcast, support the sponsors, and that's all I got. Have a good one. Go pack. Go pack. Okay, I lied. Dave said this on his uh, on the Wolfpack one. Did you hear this? Did hear this quote? Years to do that, but we did. We are the best team in this league. Yep, heard that. Love it.